you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my partner in crime, my esteemed colleague. Probably the best way to describe this guy is my everything. It's at Eric Dalala. Oh, you seem tense. Tense? <laughs> I'm fired up. There's a tense feeling in the building. Yeah, ready to it's go. It's week one. It's a regular season. These things count. The Raiders. No more playing around. No, we don't play around. Are the Raiders a rival? I think so. Oh, I think so, too. I think so, too. That's two of us. Yeah. Oh, we should mention, also here in the studio, our friend Ben Swanson. Hi, it's me. Hi, Ben. How's it going? It's me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes. Hinting. Yeah, it's been a long week. Yeah. yeah. Well, that'll get the people just yeah. the people. out of your dial. Oh, and is Let's it a rivalry? Oh, is it, it a rivalry? Is. Of course it is. Of course it's a rival. Yeah, but... It's one of the NFL's greatest. You know, earlier this week, Sean Payne said that's more of a collegiate type of thing. I think that his perspective may have been from a coaching slash fan perspective, or excuse me, coaching slash player that's perspective. Tell me more about the other perspective. Coaching slash player perspective where, you know, it rotates so much. It's not the same, um, you know, the same it's people. Just, it's different. Like you don't hate Jimmy G. Right. Yet. No, you love him. He's oh, that's beautiful. true. Those eyes. Yeah. The yeah. aviation glasses. Yeah. You know, like, I I was going to ask Kenan Stearns, but then Swanson stopped me. I was just like, how do you stop from just getting in a trance when you're just looking in the backfield? He's trying to look eyes. you He's trying to look you off, you know? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, wow. And then, boom, touchdown. <laughs> how do you avoid that? Yeah. Bradley Chubb Swan- did it last year. Swanson said it was a bad idea to ask. So Bradley I, Chubb did it? Yeah. I think it was, what, Mike Purcell? Who forced, Who forced him out of the end zone? Who forced him out of the end zone last year? Oh, oh. the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it was the after played him. for, yeah. Yeah, I think that it was, uh, I think it was Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Like Purcell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's when there's like too much stuff in your purse and you can't find anything. You're in Purcell. I don't think you could say that on a podcast, <laughs> Phil. What? <laughs> okay, well, the commenters aren't going to be happy about that. Why not? You said You're, it. You said Purcell. I said Mike Purcell. <laughs> yeah, you can't say that. That's his name. <laughs> what? Um, I think for fans, it's different because you've you've grown up watching the these games. Yeah. Um, you develop a – it's more about the fan base and kind of some of the things that like the organization, you know, it's a battle between organizations. It's not – when players change so frequently yeah. now that I think it's hard to be like, oh, I hate this particular player or this, yes. you know, but – organizationally, I think it's still a rivalry. I would say that just in sports in general now, there's more of like um, everybody's sort of friends all across the league. Oh, and you you, they it. want they want their fellow players to have their success and get paid and be happy. And uh, That wasn't always the case. Yeah. And I think that that may be uh, – no, I think it's a good thing. <laughs> I think it's a good thing. But uh, I think maybe in the past, uh, you know, when they were fighting out on the field and there was blood and there was – that diamond, you know, at least we don't have to play on a baseball diamond anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you used to have to play on a diamond. I don't know what you were talking about. Yeah, that's a baseball diamond. That's mm. a baseball term. And you were in the dirt. Do you know what I mean? Like, you were getting tackled in the dirt, and you were getting angry. That was a different era of this rivalry. Dirt. The dirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't kick it. Yeah, you don't want to kick the dirt, but if you get tackled in the dirt, that's just as bad. Yeah, yeah, that's not very. Good. I don't think it would feel nice. Because like I think if you wouldn't, if you knock on the door next door at Steve, at Steve's office, I think that he would tell you something completely different. Like that he hates the the Raiders. Mm. So, 
We won't do that right now, though. (laughs) No. Oh, look who it is. (laughs) Steve out. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. I'm just kidding. It's just still Ben Swanson. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Big bummer. Yeah. Anyway, on this uh, episode, I thought maybe we could talk about the importance of this game. Because that was one of the things. How'd you come up with that? Oh, uh, <laughs> that was one of the things I thought maybe Champagne was trying to do was n- not make this game bigger than what it is. You know, as a coach, you just say, hey, let's just go out there and play ball. Let's do what we do. Let's not get too carried away with the magnitude of this game. But uh, since we're in the media, Eric, we can make a big deal out of it. Mm. You know, and so I'm thinking. Are we I'm just media, Swanson? Are we media? I think, well, what we're Team creating media. media right now. We're creating, creating you're media, creating so, something. Yeah. It's not art. <laughs> no. It's not art. It's not. It's magic, though. <laughs> I think I'd call it magic. It smells a little <laughs> bit. Podcast be art? Yes, a podcast be But the beautiful we weaving of uh, takes and analysis and banter and jokes. It that is a little bit on of, this show? It's a little bit of, there's a little bit of art. Could, help, could happen. Anyway, I was thinking, you know, just... You know, the Broncos, it's no secret, they've done things a little bit different this year. You know, training camp was tough, put in a lot of hard work. You know, the conditioning was different this year. The weightlifting, they were on the Jordan Beasley plan, you know. Things are just a little bit different around here. And I think that if you win right off the bat, you're like, yeah, things are different around here. All this hard work, you start buying in, you start believing I think the guys all believe right now, but a win would would even take it up a notch. Mm, you're saying winning would be good. Yeah, okay. I think that okay. it would I be. Just, I'm, but just the, I'm trying to but track in particular f- for where this team is in this situation, this moment in the universe. Yeah, it would be extra, extra good. Good. Perfect. Well, good I can't wait nice. to talk about that. It's good and nice. I can't so wait to talk. That's about a nice. That. That's what I thought. Maybe we'd talk about the different. Uh, you know, what, what's a state in the locker room, Eric? Of course, you were in the locker room asking some hard questions today, and you got the pulse of this team. You you understand exactly what's going on. Yep. We'll talk about that and just what a win would mean for this team. Okay? Yep. All right. Before we do that, of course, it's an interactive show. Eric, you tell, it is. You tell everybody about it. I will. Phil, you can uh, leave an email at neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. We'll read it right here on the air. You can leave a voicemail at 707-NEUTRAL. That's N-E-U-T-R-A-L. Please don't interrupt. You I can, didn't. You can X at us directly on X, at Eric Talala with an A, at Phil Milani with a P-H, at the Painter Click. Ben. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I feel for the uh, people Plays who and watercolors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole website. Paint me like one of your you know digital what? asset managers. <laughs> like one of your digital assets. That's what they That's what they say to Swanson. Yep. yep. Um, or, Phil, you could go to the Broncos' official YouTube channel. Oh. One of the best places to that's go. That's pretty much the only YouTube channel I go to. Yeah. It's official. You could go then. You get to that channel. You, um, you navigate your way there. You find the neutral zone. You click on it. Yeah. You leave a comment. Yeah. And also subscribe. Yeah. You want to hit the subscribe button for sure. Ben, what what does that sound like? Yeah, they changed it. That's right. That's what it sounds like. They did change that. What did it used to sound like? (laughs) Oh. 
What? You were sounding like, you know those little recorders that you play hot crust yeah. buttons on? Yeah. That's what it sounded like. You give that a four-year-old one and they're like, I yeah. don't quite know how to use this. <laughs> That's the noise you just made. Can you make that one more time? One more time. I think you just did it. Yeah, yeah. That's what it sounded like. We don't want people to unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. Yeah, we that's don't have gonna, the rights yeah. to that song, but... Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's this far is, enough uh, away from what it's... parody line. What it's supposed to sound like, it's far enough away from that. Yeah, that's a Bill, parody. I will say, before we get to these comments, there was one hateful comment. We don't... We do not condone it. We don't condone it. Don't bring that don't hate like to our page, please. If you do it again, then Swanson's coming They'll after find you. you. Mm. Swanson has a particular set of skills. And That's he'll, right. he'll use yeah. those skills. Yeah. He'll come to your house and paint. He doesn't know who you are. <laughs> he'll find he doesn't know what I'll you want. Very he doesn't know what you want. But he will but, find you. But he will find you and he'll paint you. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't look good. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not going to like it. <laughs> so just stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, this one's from uh, Mr. Presto. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it. Uh, Mr. Presto, 85. Hey, Swanson, did you get that beard at Amazon? From Amazon. From Amazon. Mm, not a sponsor. We don't, we don't do that. We don't redact all of that. Uh, this is from Broncos fan from Connecticut. Hey, NZ, how come the Broncos never wear all orange uniforms with a blue stripe? All orange, blue stripe. I think that would look really nice. They wore all blue uniforms with an orange stripe. What do we think? What do we think? We'll have to get back to you on that. I'm not sure. What is the stripe with the color rush? White? Well, they don't really do. There's no stripe. It's like sort of they just do the armbands, you know. Well, does, no, do they uh, need the stripe down the side? Yeah. Like the panel? Yeah. The, sh- the color rush is like a. It's solid. Well, there's it's like three stripes, right? There's one white stripe down the middle and then on. Each side, there's like a, you know, the dark navy. Oh, that's just on Is the there? pants. I don't know. I don't remember that. That's just on the pants. On the just on the pants, not on the. Uh, it, doesn't it doesn't go up the whole way. Yeah, yeah. He wants all orange with the blue with a blue down the side. Yeah, with a normal uniform. Yeah, with like a normal uniform. Well, there isn't orange pants, right? Let's get them going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like last year they wore the uh, the blue pants and the white top, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they did those already exist. Yeah, yeah. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, people didn't like yeah. that stripe because it didn't, didn't like, like match it. or something. Yeah, I did. I didn't, I didn't when match. You, when you start talking about, I, I can talk about the jersey colors and the pant colors. When you start talking to me about stripes, I you kinda, don't like I stripes. Just, you lose it. I, I just you can't focus on it. Exactly, it's too much for me. <laughs> it's not that I don't appreciate you can't it, handle it, or that I don't understand that some people are really passionate. When you get to the stripes, I just I'm like, yep, sure. I need the stripe to match. Like they were like, the stripe doesn't match. I'm like, what are we even? What stripe? What are we even talking about? <laughs> like, where does it not match? It's different colors. It's not. It's supposed to be one continuous. Yeah, but thing. I think the issue wasn't the color. It was that it didn't like connect properly. Oh, I think it was the color. Oh, okay. They did not like that. It was two different colors. It's supposed to be one color, one swoop. One, one one stripe, team, one team. One goal. Yeah. Uh, this is from uh, Rocky Suds underscore detailing. What's up, guys? I like to listen to your show while I'm detailing. Thanks for the <laughs>, laughs and knowledge. Any of you guys need your car detailed, I can do it in the parking lot while you're covering our Broncos. Do you need a car detail? I get the sense oh, that Rocky does detailing. Huh? 
I think so. Rocky Suds. Yeah. Not a sponsor, but it could be. You think Suds is Rocky's like last name? It yeah, sounds like you want them to be. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. the loophole uh, in the You think that his name is Rocky Suds? I think Suds He's is kind like of born soap. into that business. Uh, that would be a good last name. <laughs> yeah. 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 It could be. Maybe his last name is Detailing. <laughs> He's really. You're just, yeah, you're, that's, Suds is his middle that's name. That's your life. Yep. Yeah. It was predetermined for you. No, I think Suds is probably just like. Uh, Maybe it's Rocky Suds Detailing is the like soap suds. Suds Detailing and yeah. his name's just Rocky. Yeah, it's possible. That, that is also Rocky, possible. Rocky, if you want to be out here one morning at 10 a.m. You don't um, want to see Ben Swanson's car. That's when Ben Swanson oh gets to work God. and you could uh, maybe <laughs> take mess. care of his car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's one of those giant Fords. It's like a 550. Yeah, 550. So you got to climb a ladder. ladder to <laughs> just get the, yeah, he's got yeah, one of those portable ones. Kinda yeah, yeah. Take Hook, it off, hooks take on, it off huh? the bunk bed. Yeah, just kind of sling it on up there. He climbs yep. up, he pulls it up. <laughs> yep. He started with one of those rope ladders, that, you know, like the ones that fold up. Yeah. But it just wasn't sturdy enough in the high That's winds true. that we get, get in the winter. There. So yeah, exactly. the, has the bunk winter bed. Time. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. bunk bed ladder gets yeah. right on up there. It makes me wonder, though, like, what do you think uh, most people do when they're listening to our show? Um, I think they're probably... So what kinds of different things working? <laughs> Swanson is South Burn. We know. <laughs> South Burn. Yeah, you, you're one. a part of the show, Swanson. Yeah. The sleepy part. Yeah. You could yeah. argue. Sleepy parts. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people have said they lift weights to this podcast. Yeah. Because they yeah. get angry, of course. They're throwing up, they're throwing up PRs. Listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think our show would be good detailing the car. Yeah. Sort of relaxing. You get foot locked in. Yeah. I kind of like it. All right. Thank you, Rocky. Appreciate that. Um, this is from, uh, I don't M. Hederall. M. Hederall, maybe. Feel like you guys would be a good hang. Feel like a couple of beers and scooters would be fun, or at least a good story. Then uh, Tom Bosley uh, followed up and said, would 100% drink beer with these three, especially Phil? He gives, he gives me weird older brother vibes. But that's a good thing, lol. <laughs> Is that a good thing? <laughs> what do you, I, uh, there's a lot to Weird break down there. A lot going on. Weird First of all, beers and beers? scooters. What do we think? I don't yeah. do the scooters. I think only scooters once are a little scary. the three of us have once had a beer, a beer, of course, being safe, and then rode scooters. And one of our interns back then fell nearly fell off. <laughs> yeah, he fell, fell off. off. Flew into the street, really. Uh, destroyed his pants. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nearly destroyed his elbow. A little bit of crying. There was, there were tears. A little bit of crying. So since then, yeah. no beers and scooters. It's too dangerous. Yep. But uh, so you, know, you see people Swanson, scooting course, around all around town. When he's not in his Ford F550. <laughs> scoots. He scooters. He scoots. <laughs> yeah. Big scooter. Yeah. yeah. Scooterer. Scoot around town. Never use one of beep, them. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch out. Those things can be a little dangerous Those while are, I'm driving. Fast. Uh, a lot of times, people that they just don't even stop. No. They just go right through traffic and boom, it's all over. Well, dangerous. because I mean, who's who are you going to believe? The guy in the car or the person no, the in the scooter, scooter who got scooter. ran over? Scooter. Yeah. Yeah. The car came out of nowhere. Yeah. They I was scooting stop. responsibility, responsibly. <laughs> you were okay, skirting so, responsibility. No, I was no. I, <laughs> the next thing to uh, uh, break down here is the weird older brother. Oh vibes. yeah, sorry. Yeah. What do we think that's about? Well, it could have to well, do with the fact that you're weird and a little bit older than us. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that one. Um, Greg McKay says, more football, less banter, please. Hmm. Pass. Then our good friend Probably Metambale. Yep. 
weighed in. That would be a really short show. <laughs> He's pretty back. Good. That's pretty good. Um, Devin uh, had a nice uh, uh, comment here, but specifically says, Dear Eric, your name throws me off every time I spell it, but I think you're a top-notch reporter, and I hope to get to watch you cover this team for years to come. Do you think having four undrafted rookies on this roster is a sign of George Payton's prowess finding some hidden gems, or do you think it's a reflection of the roster? Uh. I think it has to do with the fact that they only had five draft picks. And so you're yeah, filling they, you some spots. After it, yeah. Um, and Sean Payton's been clear that it doesn't matter where you were drafted. If you were drafted, they want the best players. And if you can play, you can play. Julio McLaughlin, what yeah. the all time. Uh, leader rushing, at any, yeah, any level leader. of college football. I mean, that sounds like a good football player to me. It doesn't matter if he was drafted or not. So yeah, uh, he can play, man. He can play. He can play. He's fast players, fast players play, he play. Coaches, they coach. Yep. Swanson, he paints. He paints. Painters paint. Uh, <laughs> Met Tambali also commented and said he wants to know if the Thursday show will be at Breckenridge Brewery. No. No, no more Breckenridge Brewery. No breweries. more Breckenridge Brewery. But Brewer. we will be back starting next week. On Monday. Monday and Thursday. And Thursday. It's and crazy. Monday. It's crazy. And also Thursday. Is yeah. that it? No, and one more. Oh, sorry. Uh, this one, oh, two more, actually. Cindy H303, will non-traditional spelling for the win. Will Lutz, just the W-I-L. Oh, nice. I like that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. For the win, for the win. And then uh, Panorama Black says, Eric, take a trip to the barber. I did. And you listened. Thanks, Panorama Black. And you listened to the suggestion. It was that time. Did everything go well there? Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, it was nice. Did you tell? Yeah. I mean, I was. let's let the viewers weigh in. Yeah. How did it go? Yeah, how did it go? Good for an audio format. Well, if Phil would stop <laughs> talking and let me we're just watching let it just be on, on YouTube. <laughs> Who listens to this show? Yeah, they watch this show. Yeah, stop talking so the camera goes on me. Okay. Okay. Too much Eric time. <laughs> that was uncomfortable. That was awkward. Really uncomfortable and awkward. Definitely weird younger brother vibes. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Okay, let's get into our first and only topic, really the most important thing that's going on in uh, Bronco Broncos land. country, Bronco land. Yeah. You can say Bronco. You say Bronco land? I like or country. Our, well, our friend Mike Cliss, I think, has Mike Cliss says that. affectionately come up with the term Bronco land. Well, I think John Elway came up with it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and then Mike just has continued he to it's use funny. it. He thought it was funny, I think. I think it is funny. It is kind of funny, yeah. Um, we're talking about the importance of this first game. Yeah. And how much confidence can be built upon a win here and just where the state of this team is, you know, I feel like uh, there's a little bit of uh, anxiety heading into a season every year. You don't know what, you don't know quite what to expect, right? That happens every year around the league where, you know, there'll be an upset. There'll be a, you know, something that happens weird on week one where you're just like, huh, that was sort of surprising. Yep. I agree with you. You say, huh, huh. Huh. That's weird. Weird. That's a weird result there. And so I'm just wondering uh, for you, Eric, what do you think the importance is for this Broncos team and where things stand on on what a win would do? Yeah, I'm, I'm torn here, Phil, actually, because I think on the one hand, there's a lot of guys on this football team that have not won football games before, not won consistently at the NFL level, guys that need to learn how to win, guys that I think need to be rewarded with winning that could really use, um, I think it was in that, uh, I believe it was in that Seth Wickersham piece that uh, D 
detailed Sean Payton's kind of coaching career and kind of where he's at heading to Denver. And one of the things he said was that he's noticed when things go bad, spirals they, it a spirals little. a little bit, the snowballs a little bit, in that some players are kind of waiting for, okay, well, what's, what's going to go wrong next? And certainly if you win a football game and you get off to a hot start here and things go well, maybe some of that starts to go away because it's not something that's going to disappear overnight. I think if you're a guy that's been here for four, five, six, seven years and you have seen the struggles that have gone on, it's going to take some time, right, to kind of, I don't want to say, um, to you know, get over that, that pain, but you, you've got to learn that things are going to happen a different way. And certainly when you see it immediately instead of, say you lose, right? We don't want that to happen, obviously. But say you lose this week, you go into Washington feeling the pressure of this is a must-win football game. And so just starting off on the positive foot instead of immediately being against that wall, having your back against the wall of, hey, we've we've now got to win week two or else we're in big trouble. I mean, that things change quickly in the NFL, and I think it's the – you know, getting that win, getting off on the right foot, feeling positive about yourself, you know, seeing is believing, but then also not having the alternative of, hey, before this has even started, we're already feeling pressure um, to get this thing going or else the season could be in a bad place. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that uh, Sean Payton's even talked about it, how important it was in 2006 when he took over with the Saints. I believe that team got off to a 3-0 and start, and he talked about the importance there. Uh, uh, of winning like that to start. And I think that that's true with where this Broncos team is. You know, uh, this training camp was drastically different than the training camp from from last year. And so the work that they put in, the amount of effort that, that was um, put in during training camp and in the preseason, I think that if you win this first game, you can really get a lot of confidence from that and just say, yeah, you know, like th- this is different. Things are ch- different here now. And, you know, Sean Payton is a Super Bowl winning head coach. He knows what it takes to get there. He's done that with us. And now look, we're, we're seeing the results. I think that that it could just go a long way in the positive, I think for this Broncos team. And, um, I, I, I just think that, um, confidence it, it's an emotional sport, you know, Eric, yeah. and, um, you know, I talked to S- Steve again, just talking to him throughout uh, the preseason. And, you know, he said, look in the NFL, sometimes weird results happen because it's an emotional game and some teams can get up and get fired up and play to a higher level because their team got to an emotional place where they just were really on top of it. I think you can see that in college football last week is certainly with like the buffs, you know, going down there to TCU. They took their game to a new level just because of how emotional they were for that one. I think the same is true sometimes at the NFL level where just – you know, if you can start rolling and getting some confidence, and Sean Payton talked about this on Wednesday, that teams that win double digit game, uh, double digits over the course of a season, they tend to get on a roll at some point where you know they connect some of these games and things like that. And I think that you know, good teams when bad things happen, they just brush it off and and they they're confident that things are going to get better. If the Broncos can win this one, you can start to feel some of that energy going in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I think there are a bunch of things from what you just said there. I think with the, with the buffs, right? If you lose that game in TCU and you don't play well, you're coming back to Nebraska, to play Nebraska, and you're like, well, I don't really know what are we about as a football team. Yeah. And now you've seen it work against the defending runner-up, and you know, 
you know, the Buffs probably think they're going to come here and kick Nebraska's butt this week. Come back home, yeah. Right? And, and so the things, now? things change so quickly. I think you can look at what the Buffs did and say, hey, if the Broncos can do something similar where you get a win and – hey, maybe, you know, beggars can't be choosers, right? Like, I'll take any sort of win you can get this weekend. But say the Broncos come out and just look better than the Raiders. Yeah, like like way better. They yeah. just kind of, you know, it's not in doubt, and you just you hold court at home, and you play a, a good, solid football game, and it's, you know, it's clear that you deserve to win this football game. The confidence that could do would just be. a lot for your confidence. And you're right, good teams get on rolls. Um, they avoid, I mean, Phil, around here the last few years, a lot of the things we've talked about on this podcast are, okay, well, can the Broncos win, you know, one of their next two, or can they win two of their next four and kind of just stay in it? I mean, good teams feel win four or five. They just get rolling. Or they win yeah. five or six. And, you know, you look up and it's like, this team hasn't lost in a month and a half, or this team has lost once in six weeks. Yeah. And that's what good, really good football teams do. And so that's where, you know, I said I was torn at the beginning. If Sean Payton believes this is a good football team and, and, puts this team in position to be a good football team, then I, <coughs> me, I think you could argue that no matter what happens this weekend, this team will be okay. Because I, I think Sean also talked on Wednesday about, hey, some of those New Orleans teams, really good football teams, they'd start 0-1 and, and lost to teams that weren't necessarily as yeah. good as them. But But good teams find a way to respond and good teams recover from a tough loss. And so... You know, we'll have to see if it's if it's a loss where maybe it's some sort of fluky thing. I have confidence in Sean Payton's ability to keep the team together, keep the belief. Um, I mean, that's one know, of the. I mean, just good. Like he he was asked, "Hey, you you guys were good. You scored a lot. Of, you scored a lot of points to start the year. You guys were good at home. No, they were just good. Yeah, that's it. And so <laughs> that's part of it too, right? Is it like? Hey, does starting one and zero? You see that stat a lot, right? Like teams that start four and zero, yeah, make the playoffs. Yeah, they're just good eighty <laughs> percent of the time. Yeah, well, they make the playoffs eighty percent of the time because if you are a four and zero team, you're probably a good football team. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so people saying, oh, well, the Broncos need to win these first two to get to two and zero to have a chance to make the playoffs. Well, that's that's true, but also if you start two and zero or three and one. You're probably a decent football team. Yeah, I mean, you and you, can, but I think you can also play uh, victim to just looking at the schedule and like understanding how things like lay out here, and you know uh, the fact that you played two teams at home that are some winnable games there, and then you know that hey, uh, the schedule is going to get a little bit tougher there. There's a stretch with. Kansas City twice in three weeks, you know, um, looking down the line, you know that things are going to get a little bit harder. So you're like, oh, these are important ones. You can get caught up in that a little bit. But I agree with you that uh, good teams just tend to win a lot of games. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where where it falls. Uh, this Broncos team is in a, just sort of in an interesting place because I would say that these are two important games to start the year. But at the same time, I would also say that it's going to take a little bit of time for Champagne to f- feel out all of this stuff. Uh, you know, with his team and what what motivates them and what gets them going and what what really works for these guys on the offensive side of the ball. We, we've seen a little bit of that. We got a little taste during the preseason. You know, the Broncos went out and scored 41 points uh, in, against the Rams in that last preseason game. But, you know, when Russ was out there against the 49ers for that one drive, we saw him running around and we saw him uh, doing some different things uh, in that game. But now it's the first time we're going to see – 
what this thing really looks like, where they've had the whole week to game plan and scheme and create mismatches. And, you know, one of the things you kept hearing about Sean Payton all offseason was the way that he calls games, he keeps defenses off balance just with the, his play selection. And, you know, now we're finally going to really see that. And it, it could take this team a little bit of time, you know, f- certainly the first four weeks of the year, a little bit of a feeling out process here. So while at the same time, it's really important for the Broncos to get off to a good start, build that confidence at the same time, you could argue, Hey, this team's going to continue to get better and better over the course of these first few games. Yeah. The the first four weeks are about figuring out who you are as a team, getting better, um, fixing mistakes. I mean, the bill Belichick always talks about this first four weeks of the season as like, part of the preseason, essentially. And you can't go 0-4, right? And you can't go 1-3 and because it ruins your season. But there are teams that hey, you start 3-1 and or you start 2-2 two and two and you, you find a way to get going and play better football. Um, Bill, I think you're right that we're about to see, you know, I would say 50-50, right? Like half of it was Sean Payton was brought here to change the culture and yeah. instill accountability and discipline and all those sorts of things. I, I think that's clearly happened. That's happened. And I think we've seen the dividends that that has paid already. But then the other half of it is just we've heard so many people talk about his offensive brilliance yeah. and being one of the best play callers. I mean, when you get down in the red zone, when you talk about second half adjustments, when you talk about a, a good script, when you talk about finding advantages against an opposing defense, I mean, I, I think you're going to really see this um, play Change. out in a good yeah. way for the Broncos and I just what I think Sean Payton's worst season in New Orleans was seven and nine. Yeah. And obviously it happened a few years in a row. And I think in that Rick Shamble yeah. article, he took responsibility for that in terms of the culture. Yeah, I said shifting he lost a little way. bit. But I see some of these predictions that the Broncos are gonna win three games or four games this year. I just think that underestimates what Sean Payton Is brings about. to the yeah. sideline and what he's about. Um, I don't think you're gonna see this team lose four or five games in a row the way that is sometimes plague this team over the last few years um and really it's about you know we talk about starting fast but it is about keeping building consistency and building because the broncos started three and oh in what was that 2020 two years 2021. ago 2021 yeah um and it didn't matter right because then yeah. they lost four games in a row yeah and so i do think sean payton will keep this team in a spot where hey you win keep them level-headed, keep them in a place where you got to keep getting better. Um, and I, I don't think the motivation or the belief will waver with a loss, but obviously, you know, it's going to feel a lot better around here. The players yeah. are going to feel a lot better if you if you get a win. Um, I just think, Phil, with the, with the talent the Broncos have on this roster, because I think you look at the Raiders, you see a Crosby, Jacobs, Devontae Adams. I mean, each, you could argue each of those guys is – top three at their, the position at their position in the league. But I, I think across the roster, I like how the Broncos stack up. Yeah. And um, when you take that and then you add, you know, hey, I trust Sean Payton is going to be able to take, you know, scheme Max Crosby, not out of the game, but do, do things, things that make it more difficult for Max Crosby to impact the game. Yeah. I trust Sean Payton as much as I trust any offensive play caller to do that. Whereas last year, which two games fill against the Raiders, the Broncos should have won, right? Yeah. In Las Vegas, if Melvin Gordon doesn't have oh, that fumble, gosh. you go up, what, 10 or 14 <laughs> points there in the second quarter, I think? Yeah. And then certainly here in Denver, there was the issue before halftime Overtime. where you 
you don't – I think, what, did they get a field goal or no points? I mean, there was – that was just kind of a – I think they missed a field goal after the fumble. Um, and I just then remember they scored loss. at the end, right? The Broncos scored at the end, and you thought it was over, but then the Raiders just marched down. Yeah. And, but and before halftime, the Broncos could have taken, like, a 10-point lead or something. Mm. I think Melvin had another fumble. The Broncos recover, missed the field goal. I mean, th- these were mistakes of a you – know, quite frankly, just not what you expect from a well-coached football team. Yeah, I think Sean Payton takes some of that away. I think he adds the benefit of being a good play caller and, uh, you know, game plan designer. And I, I feel pretty good about where the Broncos stand. Yeah. And the other thing that I think he brings is he's sort of a master motivator. Yeah. I think that he really, uh, he knows how to press guys' buttons and get the most out of these guys, you know. And so I, I do, I'm excited to see what this thing looks like, you know. You mentioned like scheming Max Crosby. I, I can envision a lot of screens coming up this week just to kind of get him out of the mix. And we know that Sean Payne really loves designing well-executed screenplays. You know, he said that Javante Williams dropped that one against the 49ers. He was like, I just sort of envision uh, a lot of plays like that uh, in this offense. So, and, you know, like, look, they've revamped this offensive line. I want to see what that looks like. You know, uh, Greg Dulcich is that joker type of player. Uh, he wasn't at practice on Wednesday. Champagne said that was a, a family absence there. But um, uh, imagine that he'll be able to go, you know, and, and excited to see how he uses some of the weapons on this uh, offense for the Broncos. So uh, a lot to be excited about, a lot to just sort of uh, – Un, like uh, uncase here, for, you know, yeah, just to like I mean, uh, unveil. Next week we'll have, you know, when we talk on Monday, Phil, we'll have infinitely more things to talk about because you'll be able to see, okay, well, Greg Dulcich played Did this. 15 snaps but had four targets and like they used him in the red zone or man, Cortland Sutton had 10 targets and they just went to him again and again. Yeah. Or Javante Williams and Samaj P. Ryan, they went to those guys in the passing game all the time or this defense. Hey man, they look much better against the run. Those sorts of things, we just don't know what it looks like right now. Yeah. We'll have a much better idea on Monday about what that all looks like. Yeah. And and I do think that um, the last thing I I just wanted to add here is, you know, some of those New Orleans teams that when they started a little slow, I think the difference between those teams and this Broncos team right now is – Everything was already in place there for those teams. Like uh, Drew, we everybody knew what Drew Brees was about. Everybody knew what Champagne was about. Like those teams, like the culture was firmly in place uh, by that point. Uh, for this Broncos team, I do think that the culture has changed a lot, but it's not quite like just humming along like those New Orleans teams are. A couple of wins here to start the season, and I could really see this Broncos team being in a much different place. Yeah, I I agree with that. I do think that the difference is, well, not a difference, but just compared to previous coaches is that like Alex Singleton, I think this week said, Hey, last year we lost week one and it set the tone for the entire season. It felt to me like things were just kind of in a little bit of a fragile place last year. Mm -hmm. Like one thing went wrong or like we, we look back at the Raiders loss or the Colts loss early in the year. The Broncos were only two and two or two and three respectively in those games. And yet it felt like Way the season was over after that Colts loss, right? Like everyone was like, gosh, what are we, what is happening here? Yeah. Um, I think the benefit of having somebody like Sean Payton, who has been through 15 NFL seasons as a head coach, who has motivated in all sorts of situations is that it won't be that fragile. And that yeah. if there is a loss or there is a tough stretch of, Hey, we've lost three in a row. Okay. Who cares? Let's go get the next, the next few. And I think that toughness, I think, yeah, exactly. I think that toughness 
from him uh, will keep this team together in a way that maybe it wasn't. Yeah, you. I mean, you take on your coach's personality a little bit, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, it really – I agree with you, Eric. That was a good point just talking about – Last year, that Seahawks opener, that really the buildup to that game and the unique situation that, you know, everything surrounding it and all of the hype all offseason about Russ coming to Denver, that really the magnitude of that game really did set, set a sort of a tone. You know, it was just the next week later when they played the Texans that like fans were calling the play clock down, you know, and like, um, Everything really changed after that first game. I don't feel that necessarily the magnitude, that same no, sort of magnitude th- this time around. I think you're right. And I think there, it was a magnitude in terms of, one, gosh, we cannot blow this. Yeah. Because, hey, Russ so is going much. back. Like, we have to win this. Can you imagine yeah. if we lose this game? But then also, I don't think people thought, at least here, media-wise, uh, I don't think we thought – there was a chance they were going to lose that game. Yeah. Just because what you thought Russ. about where the Seahawks were going to be, what you thought about Russ and this offense. Yeah. I think everybody, and even after I watched that game last year, I walked away saying, if they play that game 10 times, the Broncos win nine of them. Yeah, because the turnovers they had yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you're right that there was this, it was just like this weight that was on the team from the time the schedule came out until right up until kickoff, really. Yeah. Um, and then all the way through the game as the mistakes kind of piled up. I think Mike, our friend Mike Kliss kind of tried to – he didn't get the answer necessarily that he wanted, I think. But From Russ. He, he asked Russ, yeah. hey, does it just feel like a little more normal this year? Yeah. And I, I, Russ didn't kind of – he just said, hey, like living in Denver feels more normal. We're always up for a game. But, yeah. But I, I, but do, I do think, think that it. that sentiment is right, that, hey, this is just a – it's a week one game. It's a 225 kick. It's against a division rival, so it's important. But, like – yeah. I don't think there's this weight that one way or another we're, we're going to judge if the Sean Payton era is a success. I think it just it feels normal. like a normal football game, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, most definitely. Just uh, a, a lot more normalcy around the game. And just uh, the I think they've done a really good job managing expectations this whole offseason. Yeah. And uh, as a result, it feels a lot more normal uh, going into this one. But still a big game. Big game. Yeah, you got to win them. Still a big game. You know, the biggest game is the next game. That's sort of my mentality. That's yeah. just a, it's like the I live biggest in the podcast moment. is the next podcast. I live for the now. That's one thing I've learned over the course of my career is just one day at a time. You know, there's ups Decades. and downs. There's storms sometimes. Okay. But I live for now. That's good. Swanson, when do you live for? Tell me what you live for right now. Man, I'm falling asleep. What makes you happy? <laughs> what makes you happy? Painting, obviously. And this podcast. And this podcast. Listen up, Denver Broncos fans. Paramount Plus is your streaming home to catch every local NFL on CBS game this season. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream Russell Wilson and the boys as they battle the league's best. Plus, get an all-access pass to 24-7 NFL content with CBS Sports HQ, Fantasy Football Today, NFL Slime Time, and more. And this year, Paramount Plus is your streaming destination for Super Bowl 58, another action-packed Broncos season with NFL on CBS awaits. So stream Paramount Plus from any device all season long. All right. Any shout outs to get to here? Oh, how could we not? Yeah. Well, shout out Liz Gerald's. Name it. Yeah. Name Liz Gerald's community doing some nice things. Yeah. Blow play 60 this week. 60 event. Jay Sims. 1119. 1119. Yeah. He was out there doing some community stuff. It's nice. Good to see him out there. Really nice. And of course, Liz Liz Gerald's just constantly. Community. Community. Yep. Um, 
The buffs? We'll shout out the buffs. Oh, I was waiting. I just I didn't want to be the one. But Our number twenty-two two? ranked buffs, Coach Prime. Feeling twenty-two. This is a big week, Eric, big with week. Nebraska. You know, that's why none of us are wearing red around here. No, but I think that you know, unless you grew up with the, some of that, uh, or like uh, you're part of the you know Big Eight, Big Twelve rivalries, you didn't understand what Nebraska meant, you know, but. Uh, that day used to be the day after Thanksgiving, you know, yep. and you just get, get your juices flowing a little bit. Turkey juices. <laughs> Turkey juices. They're still, they're still flowing. The cranberry yeah. juice is flowing. Some some great moments there, you know, where you just, you never forget those. Gravy? Moments. Yeah. Exactly. The gravy yeah. moments. It was all gravy when you beat Nebraska. That's true. What do you think? You know, one of the things that Coach Mack did at CU was he identified Nebraska and said, that's going to be a rival. We want to be – we. We want to be the best, so we got to beat the best. So you identified Nebraska. You like that sort of a philosophy? Yeah, but I, I mean, people are already circling that game on October first, right? What's that? September thirtieth. Oh. September thirtieth for C- the Broncos for CU. Oh, CU and uh, USC. USC. Yeah, a, yeah, a couple of Heisman. Like that's the you got to beat the best now, right? Yeah, I and think so. Nebraska is. Like yeah. if you don't, if the CU doesn't beat Nebraska this weekend, it'd be a massive disappointment. Yeah, that would be a big disappointment. I also sort of feel like Oregon was more of their. Pack, but they've never beaten Pac-12's USC. Rivalry. Yeah, that's true. But home, there's something Shadur, about USC you don't feel Travis. like. Travis. Yeah, it's true. The, everything the sets, up, could be everything sets up nicely for if that. He game. has a big game against Caleb Williams. The Heisman is going to be chilling in the crib, chilling with the, the hot tub in the but locker the, room. Out of the airplane, you put in the locker room. Then back in the airplane. And then back on the airplane. Yeah. It's a travel a hot tub. Travel hot tub. Smaller than normal, but yeah, big enough for Travis and the Heisman. Yeah. Pretty cool. You think you could play 160 snaps? No. I don't think I could play snaps. 16 snaps. 16 snaps. That was unbelievable. Yeah. The Texas heat. Down in the south? Down there, yeah. It's just hot. Playing the fiddle? Heat is heat. That's true. That's what uh, Dion said. Dion said that. Uh, do you think you would enjoy uh, covering Dion? Just every time is just a you memorable. You never know what is going to happen. A mem- you got to be ready. Yeah, because it's coming. Yeah, they it's here. They were coming. Now they're here, though. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. what I was going to say. So, uh, anything else, Swanson? Nope. <laughs> Glad Swanson joined yeah. us. That was <laughs> worth it. Good. That was worth it. Good addition. Today. Really worth it. Okay, well, uh, we've set the table. Now uh, it's time to eat the meal, play the game. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. The Raiders, they're coming. They're trying to take our gold. Oh, they're coming? Well, they're going to be getting onto we're an airplane and traveling. With the hot tub. Yeah, we're here with the hot tub. They're going to travel here. Whoever wins gets the hot take, tub. They want to take our gold. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure I quite get that part. Because they're Raiders. They're out oh, on the sea. Oh, got it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to come and take it. Yeah. Okay, I got it now. We're trying to say no. That's ours. <laughs> you gotta get geared up. You Good. Know? Yeah, you gotta get fired you gotta, up. You gotta be fired up to like. That's what I like would say in the locker room. Like they're here. They're gonna take our gold. Ah, <laughs> we're gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> Those swashbuckling raiders. <laughs> this God, is they ours. Should, they should get you in there to do the speech. Yeah. yeah. Smash get them fired up. Fired yeah. up. Okay. Well, that's gonna do it for us. For Ben Swanson and Eric Dalla, I'm Phil Milani. You've been listening to The, the Neutral Zone. Zone.